0: everyone, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is episode 61, March 24, 2021. I'm Sarah and I'm here with Tyler. How are you?
1: Great, thanks. And you?
0: I am Vundaba. What you been up to?
1: Well, uh, in terms of video games, nothing special outside of the norm for me. Uh, But I guess I might as well spend a few minutes at the start of this show talking about something I've watched recently.
0: You watched something new. Congratulations.
1: (laughs) Um... So I, uh, for those that don't know, um, if you have, well, I guess if you're in the states, if you have access to HBO Max up here in Canada, we have to get it through a service called Crave. So I had to sign up for a because we don't have Bell, we're on a different uh, cable network. So I had to sign up specifically for a Crave subscription. Added to the list of gr- growing subscriptions, you know, with Netflix and Amazon and Disney Plus and everything else nowadays. I mean, there's many more we don't have, but. So I signed up for for a month of Crave. I mean, I think it's going to renew every month. I'm just saying for now, it was a special deal. I think it was 50% off right now. So I was able to sign up for Crave plus HBO Max, I think for like $10 plus tax. It wasn't too bad. And I did it for the sole purpose of watching something that everybody's been talking about for the last week, which is the uh, Zack Snyder Justice League cut. For those that don't know, brief summary here. Uh, In 2017, Justice League came out uh, in theaters. Uh, It was obviously DC's big, uh, you know, Comparison to, to Marvel's The Avengers, you know, for those who don't know, the Justice League for DC, that's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg. Um, now, many of those characters were only introduced for the first time in Justice League. Only um, only uh, Superman and Wonder Woman had their own solo movies prior to Justice League. So they kind of just threw in Aquaman, Cyborg, and, and Flash into a movie with very little time to cram in their backstory. So the, the main complaint when Justice League came out back in 2017. Was that it? Just felt like a mess of a film. You could tell why it was heavily edited, and many changes were made to get it down to a two-hour runtime. The current version that I just watched on Crave, the Justice—or sorry, the Zack Snyder version of Justice League—is a four-hour cut. <laughs> it has literally everything that Snyder wanted, to including additional content he just filmed recently, like during reshoots. So
0: it explains everything you wanted to know.
1: Yes and no. <laughs> it overexplains a lot of things. <laughs> um. I will say, I think, and I've seen this consensus online quite a bit, I think there's a very good three-hour cut of this film somewhere. You could definitely cut that. Like, a lot of Snyder stuff could have been cut. It you was, mean the slow-mo? Well, yeah, I'm not just talking about the... Someone uh, counted out. I think there's 24 minutes of slow-mo in a four-hour movie. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's That's Zack Snyder in a nutshell, right? But there's just so many... And, and I'm not even talking about what I just prefaced earlier with, it. again, a lot of these heroes having being introduced for the first time into the into the DC universe in this context. Like, it's, it's, you had to obviously throw in a lot. Like, I was watching it, I was really confused about why are they over-explaining Aquaman so much? We already had a separate Aquaman movie. And then I remember that Justice League came out in 2017. The Aquaman standalone movie came out in 2018. So I just remember watching that because I didn't watch Justice League when it came out in 2017, but I saw Aquaman. Now, for some reason, I thought it came out before but I was wrong. So that explains why a lot of information, if you'd already seen the Aquaman movie, is redundant when you're watching Justice League. Anyways, I'm not going to get into too many specifics. It's, I will say, I for the most part, I enjoyed the film. Um, the second half, I, I basically broke it up into two main viewing sessions. Like I watched two hours the first time, and then I could have kept watching, but it was probably already, already like midnight at this point. I'm <laughs> like, okay, I want to be fresh. I want to really enjoy the last two. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to watch two hours now and two hours another time. The last two hours... Definitely much better paced. Um, and not just say that because there's a lot more action. There's really not much action at all. In the first two hours They're doing, again, a lot of the build-up and character work. But the last two hours are much more entertaining. I did enjoy a lot of the action, minus all the slow-motion stuff. I like I, mo- I most of the actors. Like, I've, I've always liked Henry Cavill as Superman. I thought he did a great job in this. Uh, ben Affleck's okay as Batman. He's not my favorite Batman, but he's good in the type of Batman they're trying to go for here. I think he does a good job with it. Aquaman is good. I mean, he doesn't get a lot to do here compared to, obviously, a standalone movie. Uh... Flash was... He annoyed me early on in the movie, for like the first two-hour part, but then the second half, I, I, I kind of warmed up to him. I thought he was pretty good as a Flash. Um, and Cyborg was pretty good too. Now, unfortunately, that was the big thing. Like, in the whatever he calls the Josh Whedon cut of Justice League when he took over from Snyder back in 2017 um, Cyborg was pretty much like phased out of that film like they cut so many of his scenes for time constraints and for, for other reasons not just necessarily the time there's a whole big controversy about the way Cyborg and, and the actor Ray Fisher how his character were treated, treated in the original cut but um, he was really good in, in this in this version too in the, in the Zack Snyder cut Cyborg was great they gave him a lot of time to flesh out his character gave him a lot of, he, was, he was like the emotional core of the story mm-hmm. um Honestly, I'll say the weak point of this movie from the acting wise was definitely Wonder Woman. Um I think she's gotten a bad rap in the I haven't seen Wonder Woman 84 for context, but from the original Wonder Woman film that came out, I don't know, was it 4 or 5 years ago? Uh I thought that was a pretty good film and she was good in it. Uh but yeah, her acting in this one's pretty bad. She's definitely the worst actor on the screen, actress. Mm-hmm. Uh her lines are just her delivery is just very wooden and and uh she doesn't, I don't know, emote very well. I think she's good in the action scenes, but anything else was trying to over like she does a lot of narration a lot of explaining mm-hmm. in this film it just kind of falls flat for me um but it's a long story short like would i watch it again The the Zack Snyder cut I mean the 4 hour cut would i watch it again if someone else really wanted me to watch it with them I would I don't know if I'd watch it on my own again cuz again, just if or if I did I'd have to skip through a lot of scenes just mm-hmm. to get to the stuff that really cuz a lot of it I think is is nonsense that can just be edited out and like this was this was Zack Snyder Uh, unleashed, which which I've always said is not a good thing. (laughs) Uh, He needs to be honed in a bit. He needs a better editor. (laughs) Um, But uh, and honestly, too, uh, again, the the second half of the movie where I noticed a lot of the the music was a lot better in the second half with the action scenes and stuff. A lot of weird musical choices. I don't know if Snyder signed off on that. I have to imagine he did or somebody else, but there's a lot of weird musical choices in the first half that just didn't feel suited the scenes. (laughs) One other thing I'll mention too. Sorry, quickly, and uh, then we'll move on. Uh, Wonder Woman, for, and, and again, I don't know why this is definitely this was definitely not like it, this. It wasn't like this in the from what I've heard. It wasn't like this in the original Justice League cut in 2017. It definitely wasn't like this in the old in the other uh, Wonder Woman film, they were her solo film. But in this movie, for whatever reason, Snyder, anytime Wonder Woman does something on scene, like anything that doesn't involve talking, like an action scene or any kind of dramatic she enters a scene or something, it'll always, it plays like her theme. And when I say her theme, I don't mean the awesome, like yeah. rock theme from, yeah. they play that a couple of times during the action. I'm talking about, they have this weird ancient, like, Singing music, the, like okay. like from the Amazon, from the from her Amazon background. Right. But any, anytime she does anything, like she literally like at one point, Batman's fighting a bunch of bear demons, and she just jumps into the scene and kills. And as soon as she jumps in, all you hear is the, the you know the the female uh, singers in the background, of the chorus. Cool. And I'm just like, well, why why do you? every time she joins enters <laughs> the scene, you don't have to put her chorus in it. It's, it just takes you, you out of it. Know, it's sure. so it's so. And I was watching the movie with the subtitles on. Oh no, j- just because I don't want to miss anything. I always I always do. That's my yeah. that's my norm. But anytime she showed up, at the bottom of the subtitles would just say ancient lamentation music <laughs> and i'm like what i'm like <laughs> it was it, it was that was a minor annoyance for me but uh, not not enough to say i i mean i think the film again i haven't seen the 2017 cut but from what i've heard this is like miles ahead of what that was there's was okay. a lot of changes so you want to go back now I, i'm kind of curious to see how bad the 2017 <laughs> version is the Josh whedon cut um i'll watch it sometime i'm not in a rush to watch it right now but I was, uh, based on what I'd heard, I kind of went in with low expectations for the Snyder Cup because I'm not super invested in the DC Universe like I was True. with the Marvel films. But I thought it was pretty good for what it was. And I think if anything, it's a little disappointing that it seems like they're not going to be able to build off this vision.
0: Yeah, but... I had a couple of questions about that. Sure, go ahead. One, was the extra stuff worth it at the end? Like, I know how much... You should... Well, you heard it. You were, yeah. in, you were in his
1: room while I was listening to it. Uh, I will say the... What was the one post credit scene that was good? Um there's a whole bunch of them. Honestly, yeah, definitely- honestly, no, I think it was mostly garbage. Now the thing okay. about it, the worst was definitely the, um, the extra scene that they filmed with, with Batman in the, in his like nightmare scenario where he's having like a dream about, you know, a future where Superman's evil, but they threw in. So Snyder filmed this for those who don't know, Snyder filmed a scene with Jared Leto as a Joker, like a two and a half minute scene. He has with Batman at the end of this film. And, uh, yeah, it's terrible.
0: All I hear is the Joker laugh piercing my <laughs> eardrums.
1: It's not going to laugh. He's cackling. It's not, that's not a Joker laugh. I'm not saying you have to copy Heath Ledger. Like no one has, it, you can be different when you do it. Like Mark Hamill's Joker laugh is way mm. different than Heath Ledger's or even Jack Nicholson's. But uh, L- Leto just sounds like he's trying to hack up a furball or something. I don't understand <laughs> what he's Jeez. doing. Like I'm freaking cackling uh. like an idiot. Yeah, he's, he's just terrible. He, I hope we never see this Joker on screen ever again. Um, I'm done.
0: My other question was: Is there any movies planned in this universe next?
1: No, DC's doing a bunch of other stuff. Like, um, they have a bunch of other non like I don't want to say non superheroes, other like maybe minor superheroes that aren't part of this. You know what I find interesting about this is that Justice League, uh, at least for like the comics and other media I've seen, Justice League has always uh, had Green Lantern. Yeah, and they didn't bother with Green because everybody knows how they terrible the
0: cast Ryan Reynolds.
1: Even Ryan Reynolds hates the Green Lantern <laughs> film. Yes. DC wants to pretend it doesn't exist, <laughs> but I just think it's funny how they never—they're never—I don't think they're ever going to attempt it ever no. again. Or if they do, it would be like I don't know, ten years from now or something. But yeah, I, I, I honestly don't—I don't know enough about DC's roadmap going forward, what they're planning. I just know I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's a separate Flash movie or a cyborg. Or um, I, I think there's an Aquaman two that's in production, but I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh Superman, I have no idea what's going on with Superman. Mm. You know, there's the new the new Batman's coming out, but that's totally different from this iteration. Like that's... Superman's
0: too busy doing Witcher.
1: True. So. I and mean, he should be. Yes. I think he's I think he's wasted as Superman. I think I think a lot of people are kinda of glad as much as 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 much as people love that Snyder got this vision out there and we got to see his final cut. I think people are happy for DC to move on from Snyder at this point. They want a different his his vision his his little if you want to call it a trilogy here between Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman now Justice League, Snyder's vision of DC and Superman in General, it was okay. It was very dark and like edgy, you know, like very different from the Marvel films, mm-hmm. which is fine. It Doesn't need to be copied the Marvel formula. But I just feel like I don't know. The DC stuff was all over the place, and they obviously didn't.
0: They had to like catch up to what Marvel was doing. Yeah, it was too little, too late. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. We'll see where it goes from here. But yeah, I don't know. it is what it is. I watched it. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is done.
1: It is done. All right. Want to get into the main topic? Sure. Kind of gave you a brief. Uh, uh heads up on earlier what it's going to be. It is going to be video game related. We haven't done one of these for a while, I don't think. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just trying to think of a cool topic today. So I have a main topic that I think we'll talk about for the majority of our, of our duration here. But there's also a couple of sub-topics we can branch off into. Because I guess if I was going to title what this episode is going to be about, we're going to call it um, Things That We Find anno- Annoying Gameplay Features... Uh, things that we run into a lot of the types of games that we play. So for you, mainly, cause I want to get your feedback. I thought about one that affects probably a lot of the games that you play. Um, but not necessarily a JRPG, well, probably most of JRPGs, but it could be other games <laughs> I play too. But games. so I guess we'll. I know one of your pet peeves and mine in some scenarios too is uh, games that have specific. Time limits or time restrictions. Mm-hmm. So, just to get you to get you angry, get the ball no, rolling don't here. Do that. Yeah, I'm gonna do no. it. I'm gonna I'm gonna start you off on a hot on a good uh... note. I know one game that you played within the last decade that you really despised that had a huge focus on time time management. I guess you can call it was uh, Final Fantasy do they called Final Fantasy Thirteen 3? is? It's the Lightning
0: Tur- Returns, Final-, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Okay, there you go. Yeah, the Lightning Returns comes first because she's Lightning The last game of the Final Fantasy yeah, Thirteen yeah, yeah. trilogy.
1: Okay. And explain. I didn't play you played, I didn't play it, so explain why it's so bad.
0: It is so poorly structured. Okay, so I love the Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy. Okay, that's that's a lie. I love Final Fantasy Thirteen, and I love Final Fantasy Thirteen too. Lightning Returns is a hot pile of garbage. It shouldn't have been. Lightning is the only character you can play as. And she just kind of like shifts into different classes i would say there we go classes um so your goal in the game is to beat it in i believe 13 days if i remember correctly and i bought the guide for this game i bought all the nice pretty hardcover editions for all these because i love the game so much so i'm like okay just to get the 100 percent, i like i am you know trophy person here i will buy the guide to get to this game and even the guide couldn't help me with this time limit problem it is just so poorly structured if you do not beat the game with like, or have a strong enough character to beat the final boss um, with these arbitrary storyline directions on where to go, you lose not to start the game all over, which happened to me. It was awful. And that game just sucked in. Like, you would have to waste time also. Like, oh no, this place isn't open right now. You have to wait till it's morning. It's like, so out of these 13 days, I have to literally waste a whole night to get to the next start story point. Like, that's ridiculous. So, this game is hot garbage. I did play it twice because I wanted the ending. Um, the ending was good. But will I go back and play it again? Yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, well said. Um, I've heard of the complaints you've mentioned. Like I said, I haven't played that game personally, but I know that's a pretty divisive entry in the series for the reasons that you mentioned. Um, I noticed you have a list in front of you here. You have a couple yes. other uh, games or series you want to mention. You can go ahead and do that now. Oh, okay. My next
0: well, there's just another couple of games I yeah. have. That I, I don't know. I didn't have much time to prepare but a couple other games that have story limits that bug me. Um, And I know I've talked about uh, the Atelier series, which is like the I'm a girl making potions and going out and battling little monsters and winning. Um, But earlier on in the series, they used to have a time limit feature where you had to finish 12 tasks. And I believe you had around a month for each task. And um, you had to do them to beat the game. And you had to do this, keeping in mind, you had to keep, your levels balanced you had two separate levels you had your alchemy level and you have your field battle level and uh, if you didn't have enough strong in a field battle you wouldn't be able to beat the final boss but if you didn't have enough alchemy you wouldn't be able to make the crafting items you would need to pass the tests so if you make the wrong decisions and kind of take up all of your time slots with making alchemy and you go in the world to get more um to farm more items and you uh, run out of time doing that you're so well That's it. Game over. Reload save. Um, So but they took it out recently Uh, for the past, I think, four entries now. They took it out. Um, It is good and bad. Like, yes, I'm so glad it's gone, but it kind of made the game less structured. They're very you do you. And uh, yeah, you you go into the next story thing when you feel like it. We're not pushing you towards anything and you can just fluff around where um, Ryza was really like that. It was so open that they had to have a journal to tell you what to do next because you would never have known. So yeah. Uh, and the other one's Persona. I love the Persona series to death. Like the, Persona 3 is favorite game of all time. But the very annoying thing about these games is that uh, you ha- you're living like a school life. So you go to school and you hang out after school with your friends and you go to eat ramen. Um, but you have to have a very school life battle balance and it's very anger-fying because you will have to follow a guide to get the perfect ending of these games. Because there's no way you would know the proper scheduling of this game unless you followed a guide. Because you have to know when to meet your friends to get the optimal level up. And you need to know when to go to the bathhouse to get more positive confidence points. On a rainy day, you should go to your laundry rather than a not rainy day. Like, How would you ever notice the first time you played through the game? And then you have to beat the dungeon in one night which is like hours worth of playing the game in order to get the perfect ending like it's just very stressful to do everything right so i play those games with guides that is all i want to complain about time
1: (laughs) i will say if we're talking about a couple of examples of games where i don't mind time limits necessarily or kind of make sense within context so two big ones for me um uh, fighting games, which I don't play a lot of. Uh, my keep in mind, but fighting games, you know, like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, <clears throat> those games always have a time limit for the rounds. Usually, yes. so people can't just kind of, especially if you're playing online, you can't just screw rounds in the corner and, and block the whole match and something. You know, I mean, there's mm. there's always an incentive to keep it going, keep the action going, right? And racing games, mm. most mm. racing games generally have, well, again, whether you're talking about a, uh, you know, a sim game like a Ford or a Gran Turismo or something, e- even more of a an open-world game because they'll have missions that have time limits or time restrictions. Get from point A to point B, that kind of thing. One thing I will say though about that I hate about games, uh, not necessarily racing games per se, but any game that involves driving where there's arbitrary time limits is a game like, I guess I'm trying to use an easy example like Grand Theft Auto where it'll say like, get this car from point A to point B, but you can only take this much damage. You know, and of course it's a mission where the cops are chasing you and you know, so you have an arbitrary time limit on top of having to deal with not damaging a car in a game where, you know, driving physics might be a little wonky anyway. Those kind yeah. of things drive me nuts. Yeah. Um, another example, since you kind of mentioned it earlier, of a, of a time limit aspect I don't like in games, and it, it doesn't happen very often in the type of games that I play, But, yeah. and this even might be uh something that the newer generation of games has phased out. But in older games, like, the example I'm bringing up here is, do you remember the game Shenmue? Oh, on the cool. On the Sega Dreamcast, right? Okay. Um, that game was, at the time, was heralded for its awesome, like, clock mechanic where basically like oh, things would always yeah, happen yeah. in real time in the game yep. and um but and that game was all about it was like a murder mystery game you're trying to as a you weren't really a detective per se you're trying to investigate a a missing person and like a murder and stuff. And but as you're going through this, these towns, these old Japanese towns, you're trying to find out clues and stuff. Every time you went somewhere, there'd be an arbitrary time limit. Like, oh, you have to go to this place and talk to this guy, but that place is only open from like 4 p.m. to yeah. 6 p.m. And right now it's 1 p.m. And there's no way to advance time artificially. You can you can walk all the way back to your house, which usually takes like five minutes of <laughs> in-game time because there's no fast travel. Yeah. You walk back to your house to sleep. Yeah. Uh, or you can just kind of like putter around in this town and go to the arcade to play games and talk to random people like NPCs just to, and the, until the clock hit the magical time where you can go talk to this guy and get one sentence of dialogue. <laughs> and then, oh, there you go. And it's on to the next yeah. chore. That drives me nuts. And again,
0: Not respecting your time. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't mind games that are going to do that. I think even games like modern, like Rockstar games like Red Dead Redemption have some stuff like that where you want to sp- start a specific mission. But... um you know it might say oh this fish is only available at night time and right, right now it's day but you, at that point you can usually you can usually just advance time if you go to your bed it'll say do you want to skip ahead to this time that stuff's fine a little annoying but you
0: just reminded me something in bravely default too that i didn't notice until recently is that there's different quests available in the town whether it's day or night okay. and i didn't know that yeah so like i thought i was done this area and i went back there and i was like there's a bunch of new quests why Like, and then I was told to hand in a quest in an area and they weren't there. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't realize you had to wait till nighttime. It's like, oh, now I have to go back to all the places I've been to and check the day and night. And ugh.
1: Another example of a genre that I don't play too often, but I could definitely think of a few examples off the top of my head that have uh, annoying time re- or where time, li- time limit restrictions are, can be very annoying is any type of stealth games mm. because obviously stealth games generally speaking you want to take your time sneaking around trying to find the proper route to get through an area like whether you're talking about like a hitman game or something like low-key stealth like, like a dishonored one of those franchises mm-hmm. but there'll always be one of those missions where it's like oh you have to get from here to here within this amount of time and you try and do, you try and be all stealthy, but then either you know you, you can't read the enemy's patterns, or exactly, or you get spotted, <laughs> and you have to restart over all the time. And eventually you just say, screw it, and go you know, guns blazing," yeah. and you just sort of yep. like tear through it, or you literally just like run past enemies. Like yeah. I don't, I don't care about the alarms. I'm just gonna I hit the book checkpoint. it. We're I'm fine. gonna book it through the, exactly. <laughs> it it's auto saved, I'm gonna book it through this area. I don't care anymore. Let's get this done. Yeah. Um, the next one for me will be a little brief, and it, this is more about the type of games I play, probably than the ones you play. But any, within the last decade, maybe even a little older, going back 13 years or so, um, it started back in the PS3 360 generation. Uh, games, Call of Duty, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare franchise, and um, Gears of War specifically were bad for this, where they came out with this amazing gameplay <laughs> and mechanic idea, where in these games, when you get shot, or when you get shot, like. Uh, We take a a large amount of damage, let's say. The game thinks it's a cool idea to uh, visualize that for you by smearing your screen in red. Now, in the Call of Duty games, it looks like red jelly was all over your screen. It just obscures your view, and you have to just, like, go take cover until your guy magically regenerates his health in the next five seconds. Same with Gears of War. Uh,
0: It never made sense to me, though. When you get shot in the (laughs) arm, your eyes don't get red in
1: real life. Like... Yeah, and I understand they're using that as a way too because they don't indicated. want to they don't want to put a specific health bar yeah. on the screen. But there's probably a better way to show the player that you're you're gonna die without sh- uh, destroying my vision and you just,
0: do what Link does not Bink. like. Bink, bink. No, I don't want a blinking sound either. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> but
1: another a, another uh, a bit of a different context for this example, but the Uncharted video game series mm. did <gasps> sort of they did sort of a similar thing, but it was actually more annoying. Where if you take a lot of damage, there's no like your screen doesn't go red or get smeared with like blood stains everywhere. But what happens is. Um, all the color in the game bleeds out and it's all in black and white. Yeah. So like you're stuck behind a wall and everything looks like it's black and yeah. white. Meanwhile dudes are throwing grenades at you yeah. and you can't see anything because yeah. everything just it, 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 it's just so <laughs> annoying. Sometimes that, sometimes when I when it's when changed to start going black and white I would just like almost commit suicide. Isn't yeah. I'm like oh, I'm going to jump off this cliff or I'm just going to walk into the bullet because I don't care anymore. I, get, I don't want to sit behind a wall and, and regenerate, regenerate my health for 10 seconds. Like yeah. It's just so annoying. Yeah. And I'm glad games has kind of gotten away from that. Um, Yeah. The that's an annoying mechanic That's a lot of games still do, and I think there's a better way. Honestly, one of my favorite examples of a game that came out again in the PS3 360 generation, unfortunately the series isn't around anymore, but a game that had a really clever way of showing your health. They basically had a health bar on the screen, but it was sort of obscure. It wasn't like... I'm, before I beat around the bush, I'm just gonna say it, I'm talking about the Dead Space series. Okay. If you remember the original Dead Space game, uh, when you're playing as Isaac, the main character, you put on this space suit, and there would be um, a bar along your back, like along your spine. Right. And so obviously like when you put on the suit, the bar like loads up green. Yes. There'd be like four bars that are green. And then as you take damage, when you're fighting enemies in the game, the obviously the damage on your back is going from like green to yellow to red, but it's always a clear visual because the, you third, the it's a third person shooter, so you're always staring at the back of your of your your player. Yeah. So it's very easy to tell where your health is at without having any annoying visual feedback mm-hmm. on the screen. I thought that was a really clever way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that game, for what I recall, I don't think it had regenerating health. I Think you always had to pop like a med kit or a health cell or whatever they call mm-hmm. it. But yeah, I really like that idea. I wish games would do a better way of trying to with clever ways to show your health on screen without resorting to these weird tactics of just obscuring these filters filters and destroying your vision. It's just annoying.
0: One of the things that really annoys me that has actually had me stop playing games is weapon degradation. I've never heard anybody say that with the word fun in the same
1: sentence. Can you give an example?
0: Uh, The most recent example that really still annoys me to the day is Breath of the Wild. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I have tried to play the game multiple times, but even in the starting area where you pick up a weapon, you swing it at an enemy three times and then the weapon's gone. I gotta go pick up another weapon. That is no fun. Um, same, another kind of game that has this is Animal Crossing: <laughs> That's
1: true.
0: New Horizons. I don't know what made them think that adding tool degradation was a good idea. I had like at the beginning of the game too. It is so awful. You can use your shovel like. Fifteen times, and then it's gone, and you have to go craft another one. It's so annoying, and not even when you earn the gold items in the game, do are they still disintegrate, and you still have to go make gold watering cans and shovels and axes. Like that is just not acceptable. I do not accept this. <laughs> Take it away. Um, but yeah, I I can't play Breath of the Wild because of it. It just annoys me so much that I will not go back.
1: I couldn't. Think, I couldn't think of a specific example for. The weapon one that you'd already mentioned. Um, another one, another example of a gameplay feature that I find very annoying. And, and thankfully, it's not, again, in a lot of games that I play too often. But I can think of a few recent examples. Is any game that has, I guess, what you'd call an encumbrance or weight restriction uh, on what you can hello carry. Hello Obsidian. Game. Yeah, Hello Ob- Fallout. Yeah, yeah, Fallout. And I didn't really play Skyrim, Sirens, but I'm sure it's the same way. But what I, so World. what I'm referring to is these games where they kind of... they. They encourage you to pick up as everything you, you can because a lot of times you're going to pick up random things around the world that you can use for crafting or upgrading or even just ammo in general. But the problem with all these games is they'll have a um, if you pick up too much stuff, then all of a sudden your character is is over encumbered. They'll mm-hmm. call it, and that means basically now you're walking at a snail's pace, yeah. like literally, like you're not walking or jogging anymore. You're like crawling, and you have to basically either dump a bunch of stuff just on the ground, mm-hmm. which means, or or you have to travel all the way back to your. Because again, correct me if I'm um, wrong. But some of these games they don't even let you fast travel if you're over encumbered.
0: Yes, any Skyrim game you cannot. So, so, you, so if, you're within, if you're lucky enough to be within,
1: if you're lucky enough to be within walking distance of your your house or your shed, or wherever else you yeah. store all your stuff you can go back there and dump off some of your stuff so you can but for, for most most, in most examples that's not the case yeah
0: i remember playing um elder scrolls for oblivion for the first time and you're at the beginning of the game you're in a dungeon i'm picking up everything i'm seeing and then the game starts slowing down and i'm like is the game broken like why am i so slow? why am i getting hit so many times i was like oh this is what over encumbrance is okay this is this is bad so i just dumped everything <laughs>
1: There has to be ways for... And, I mean, and again, I'm sure some games out there have done this, but I don't have enough firsthand knowledge to tell you which ones. But there has to be some way for developers... I mean, maybe it's a coding thing. I don't know. I don't know enough about game development. But I would think of like with games like that where they want to have some kind of over-encumbrance or weight management aspect to it, that they have like a sliding scale to say like, okay, so you're like... Say you're 10% over your your inventory capacity. Then maybe, you know, your walking distance is lowered by 25%. Mm, I don't know. There, there has to be some way to manage... Both aspects of that because I understand why they want to have those gameplay mechanics, do know, why you just hoard everything so that the game's kind of a cakewalk or that mm-hmm. you never have to worry about inventory management. But uh, yeah. I don't know, it's
0: well, you know, that the developers know it's a thing when they have it on a skill tree to make your weight yeah. a limit higher, yeah, exactly. I think they just all need Harmony's bag, Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Um, another one that really bothers me is when you get into a battle and you have to use every single item because you cannot beat the enemy. And then you realize that you had to lose the battle anyways because it was for story reasons. That bugs me so much. Like, I have used everything in my arsenal. I th- think I'm just stupid at the game. And it's like, oh, no, we all had to die anyways. I ran into it recently with Bravely Default. Why, it's on my mind. But it does it so often That it's just a JRPG trope that needs to go away. Far, far away, please. Uh, The last one I want to mention that is just stupid. (laughs) You have, okay, in role-playing games, you have parties. The point is to have a party, you balance your party, they're all friends, yay. And it's um, a staple in the Persona series that I mentioned earlier that um, if your main character dies, it's game over. What the other party members don't matter; they're this pieces of meat. Apparently, they can't. They could use items and revive you, but no. Once main character is dead, you're dead. The game's over. It's like, okay, well, we can't go on with life.
1: Yeah, like unless there's a specific story element to why that would make sense, I guess I'd understand that. But in most cases, I don't think I think it's just it's just a lazy way of.
0: Yeah, like he, they have a special ability, all the protagonists, but it's like it doesn't mean that. Revival items won't work on them. It doesn't make any story sense to me. And it it happens more than Persona, but it's just something that's just silly. All right.
1: Well, um, yeah. I mean, that's... I'm sure we can come up with many more examples. These are some of the ones we thought about off the top of our head based on our gameplay experiences. Yeah. (laughs) Do you uh, you want to do the email shout-out?
0: Sure. If you have anything to complain about, (laughs) about (laughs) any mechanics in the games that you play, you can let us know at when opposites react at gmail.com.
1: Um next week will be movie related. More justly. No, 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 no. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Actually, that's not true. I'm gonna give a small hint here. I oh. think next week I'm going to do we've done these before, obviously this isn't necessarily a new trend, but I'm gonna do a um I want to talk about one specific actor next week. I want to talk about his, his. I guess, him. I'm already giving away a hint. His. I want to talk about his body of work. Um, because I think he had a really, and when I say had, again, I'm using past tense. Because unfortunately, he passed away. That'll be another hint. As to, if you want to guess what I'm talking about. No. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's not Heath Ledger we're talking about. It's, a, it's another actor who has passed away. Semi, I don't even want to say, semi, within the last 10 years. Let's just say that. No, no. I want to talk about a, a, an actor who's a, who... Died relatively young, not like Heath Ledger young, but he died relatively young. And I think he could have had a really um, he already had a really good career up until the point that he he passed away. But I think he could have had an even greater career. The tra- trajectory he was on, and the level of skill and and uh, th- the types of roles he took on, he was one of my favorite actors of the last like twenty years. Um, and we will talk about it next week. That's all I'm going to say for now. <laughs> Your face is very confused. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. It's okay. um, an actor that I think you like. You've definitely seen some of his roles. Okay. Um, the name. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into details now. We'll just say yeah. yeah. Next week, I think it'll be. I think people will know, will recognize the name once I say it, but maybe they won't be able to think of more than a couple examples of Mm -hmm. some of his works. Okay. I think it's. I think, but I think it's a very. It's always one I want to talk about for a long time. But I want to really go back and watch some of his, some of his roles, even ones that I haven't seen before that I've heard good things about. So, we'll talk about that next week.
0: Sounds good. Okay.
1: Well, uh, wrap up here. I guess we'll say uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoy the show tonight. Uh, Whether you. Have any thoughts about Justice League that I shared? <laughs> brief thoughts I shared? Or if you, like I said, enjoyed any of our video game talk. Anyway, send us an email if you like. We'll be back at the same time next week. Stay safe out there. Thanks. Bye.